I hope you have time to join me today. We're actually going to talk to two incredible people that are running the Non-Association Association. They're doing an incredible job of supporting nurses and advocating for their needs at a very difficult time. Listen in and you'll understand more about their work. Hello from sunny Austin, Texas, and welcome to the Healthcare Soothsayer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, and yes, I'm a nurse. I have worked for more than 30 years as a nurse, chief nurse executive, innovation strategist, and speaker. I have taken the message of Nursing Innovation International and look forward to continuing this message to transform health. This podcast will bring you thought leaders and ideas that you may not have otherwise heard from. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Soothsayers. Our guests today are Lori Gunther, Chief Executive Officer, and Melissa Gale, Chief Operating Officer of Sinova Associates, a nurse leadership institute focused on neonatal nurse leaders and one that strives to develop nurse leaders to increase the diversity in the workforce and to provide opportunities for personal and professional growth. Lori, Melissa, welcome to today's show. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Bonnie. Absolutely. And it's my pleasure. I'm so excited to be talking with both of you. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Maybe, Lori, you can start. Sure. Well, hi, I'm Lori Gunther. um, And as you mentioned, I'm the Chief Executive Officer, and I am an owner at Snova Associates. I have my master's in counseling. I started my career as a crisis counselor, and then I went and worked in a nonprofit at the March of Dimes for 15 years. I worked in a NICU in Albany, New York. I kind of had that transition when I was a NICU mom myself. I had a baby who was born sick and really wanted to see what I could do to make a difference, use my counseling skills to work in the NICU. But what I quickly... um, kind of saw as my own passion and love was educating and working with the healthcare team and staff. And so I went and worked at March of Dimes and developed programs all over the country that had education based for uh, parents and for staff. And then about three years ago, Melissa and I took a risk and we jointly um, bought Sonova Associates, which is, as you mentioned, a nurse leadership company uh, for neonatal and perinatal nurse leaders. And we are dedicated to the education of nurse leaders in this space. I love that. I mean, you have such a genuine connection. It's really awesome. And Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa Gale, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Sonova Associates. My track is a bit similar to Lori's, and I started off Um, as a clinical social worker and really wanted to work with young women who were kind of in the maternal phase of their life. So started at a community health center doing counseling with pregnant teens and then found myself working um, alongside Lori um, at a national nonprofit um, in the NICU. And what I really loved there was the education of parents. So Through that job, I created the uh, first nationally standardized parent education program for NICU parents, 
and then found my way with Lori to my first Sonova conference. And my life was just changed by the amazing energy and drive and commitment of the nurse leaders around me. And um, through a turn of events, Lori and I found ourselves purchasing the business and uh, taking it over in the beginning of 2019. And I got to tell you guys, you are both such incredibly strong nursing allies. We're lucky to have you helping to support our profession. So thank you for that. Thank you, Bonnie. I will tell you, we're both raised by nurses, which I think is also funny um, and interesting in that both our moms are nurses. And that for us, that um, that connection is strong and real. Um, we respect the um, the family and the community network of nursing. So always just love to think about how our journeys led us to this moment in time and just how honored we feel to be in the position we are, no matter how difficult it is. That's awesome. So I got to ask you guys, um, you know, me being a nurse, I think if you were to ask my two kids um, about being able to stay home if they were sick, my question was, are you bleeding out of your eyes or is the bone poking through the skin? Is that how your mom was? Probably Lori's mom because she worked in the ER. My mom was a labor and delivery nurse and I think just really took um, very sweet care of me always. So I think I probably stayed more home more than I needed to, but I think Lori may have a different journey in her childhood. Yeah, no, my mom was my mom was a nursing supervisor in the ER on weekends and nights and um yeah, she was your her bed is always made like you could she could say you could bounce a quarter on her bed the way that she was trained. So my mom was a great nurse, um, still is a great nurse. She's the one you want in the room with you if you're sick. That's so funny. I still make my beds with hospital corners and my kids absolutely hate it. So funny that you said that. All right, Lori, I'm going to kind of pass a question over to you to start really getting a sense of what you guys do. Healthcare is at an incredibly pivotal time, particularly in nursing. You guys are known for being very innovative and you're strong nurse advocates. Can you talk about what you're seeing from a nurse leadership perspective and what what people, what stories and what they're kind of sharing with you? Oh my gosh, of course I can. It's um so one of the things that I think felt very difficult for us in our position was that all of a sudden our ability to connect with our leaders and our base, our audience, was immediately stopped. I used to travel every three weeks. I have never not been on the road. I've been educating and keynoting from the stage for 25 years. And all of a sudden, we're grounded. We can't go anywhere. I have been to, I think the last time I counted, over 50 different NICUs in the country. And I loved being just with our nurses, seeing their challenges, giving my assessment, being that different set of eyes. Um, and we had all these great opportunities, conference events, going in person to train, just connections, and then all of a sudden gone. So I remember this was last maybe April or maybe March and Melissa was away on vacation and I was calling her and saying, this is really bad. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what we can do. How do we save our business? I was absolutely panic stricken. As most would say, I was like ready to jump off <laughs> the cliff into, oh my God, everything is you know ending as we know it. And it really did. 
But what what I think was different about us was we knew we had a skill set together that could help our nurses. So we decided to just start running debriefing calls for nurse leaders. Anybody could join within our network. We don't have a membership fee. It was like, listen, even if our business doesn't survive, we know we can provide a valuable resource. So we started holding twice a week calls. We work, I would say, seven days a week. You know, we held them at night and on the weekends when it was best for the nurse leaders. And we started just listening. We would open the calls and just let them talk. They would cry. They would say, you know, in the beginning, it was very much about, you know, our our nurses who were experiencing the tremendous numbers like in New York and Seattle. And now, now those calls have really transformed into the ability to have a community support. And what we're hearing from them is we're done. We're exhausted. We're hemorrhaging. The, the best analogy I heard was it was like an amputee and we put a Band-Aid on it. Dealing with the current staffing crisis, um, they are overwhelmed. And we're talking with neonatal and perinatal nurse leaders. We're not working you know, in med surge. And so for them, it, it's it's just gotten worse and more difficult within that network. And especially, I think for, I'd be curious to see what Melissa would say, but with our labor and delivery folks, you know, they're in the business of, you know, not necessarily dealing with the sickest of patients. They're dealing with, you know, bringing babies into the world and to have these incredibly sick moms um, and now sick babies, you know, which we're seeing more and more of is just very defeating. And Melissa, when you guys hear this from nurses, it sounds like there's starting to be some themes. Are these themes that we're you're hearing that are literally national themes? And how do you guys begin to put together programming to help respond to their needs? It's a really interesting question, Bonnie. I think there's been themes that have kind of gone in waves throughout the country, right? So in the beginning, it was all about you know, PPE and shortages and, you know, what some people had and what some people didn't and what some units were experiencing as COVID, you know, went as a wave through our country. And then there were um, issues last summer of racial injustice. And that was something that everybody really could, um, you know, really understand at the same time and was really facing same challenges at the same time. And then once again, now with the Delta variant, we're seeing that as a wave. We first heard from our nurse leaders in Arkansas and in Texas saying this is really, really bad. This is really serious. And now they're saying, well, now it's not getting as bad. And then our, you know, our nurse leaders now in Tennessee are feeling it. So it's helped our community learn from each other. And that's something that's really a cornerstone of what we do at Sonova is that peer-to-peer support and networking. So we make sure that that is a major part of our conference events where we put nurses together to learn from each other. And then it's also something that helps us understand what their needs are so that we can make sure that we are having speakers with that cutting-edge information. So having speakers addressing 
diversity, equity, and inclusion, addressing burnout, addressing chronic stress, themes that we're hearing on all of these calls over the past, you know, now 18 months. Now, you guys do a great job of listening to um, those nurses that work with you at, at Sonova. You were sharing with me that you're actually in the process of um, disseminating this through a white paper. Talk a little bit about that, Lori. So the white paper is really the culmination of what we learned about a peer support network. You know, Melissa and I come from a non-for-profit base. And so we are very grassroots. We are, I like what you say, Bonnie, we are the anti-association association. So we're a small female owned and run business. When we bought this company, this was a side business for somebody. And so, you know, we bought it potentially at the best or the worst time. I think our previous owners would say it was the absolute best time for Melissa and I to take this over because, you know, of what our skill set is. And, you know, we came into this thinking, well, we're not nurses. How can we be the owners of a nurse leadership company and not be nurses? And yet we have this incredible background in support, in peer support, parent support, you know, education. And so our white paper is really based on the need for peer support. You know, we have our conference coming up in November where we are, we, you know, it's a hard question. Should you be in person or should we be virtual? We've had very successful virtual events over the past 18 months, but our people, our nurses keep telling us, please, we need to be together. We need that community. And so even though we run this company together, we really feel like the company is not Sonova staff. It is it was run by our nurse leaders. It's what they need. So they're telling us that they need to be together. So we are going to do everything possible to make sure that they can be together. The white paper talks about what we've done as a community to support them with the debriefings. And we also ran town halls, which you know you were part of. And part of that was how do we disseminate information as quickly as possible from trusted sources, which Sonova is a very trusted source um, in our industry. And that was just transformational for our company, but also for our community. And I think that they really needed to learn from each other. We have found the interesting thing is that there's always a positive person either on our town halls or in our debriefings, somebody who can pick the group up uh, on our last call, it was our wonderful nurses from New York City. And they said, listen, we have the highest you know, rates of vaccination within their, um, within their staffing. And they're like, it gets better. When people vaccinate, it gets better. And you know, we need to trust and be patient and lean on each other, and it will be okay. And you can see the relief. You can see it, you know, because we're all on camera, that when somebody tells them it's going to be okay and it comes from one of their own, they can believe in that. And, you know, Melissa, I'm going to tee one up for you here. I'm curious because we've had a little bit of this conversation before, but associations are struggling, struggling for a variety of reasons. Um, certainly the different demographics don't always lend themselves to people being joiners or members or whatnot. Yet you guys are different. You're the non-association kind of association, right? You're growing. What is it that you think makes you different that makes nurses and nurse leaders want to participate with you? 
I think we just allow people to come as they are and participate in the way that they want to. So there are certainly people who, you know, are not comfortable, you know, sharing everything about how their, you know, life and day is going or their unit is functioning on the debriefing calls. But some of them attend just to listen and hear. Or some would join our town halls so they could hear that they weren't alone. And so as an introvert myself, I think that it helps people who may not want to be the voice, but also just want that reassurance. And I think that also holds true with what we offer through our online learning community, as well as at our in-person events. People can kind of make the experience what they want it to be. And we know that they all leave getting something out of it. You know, I think what you guys have created is something that's innovative and unique and very powerful because providing nurses, nurse leaders, the opportunity to communicate directly with each other, that is built in support. And it is something that's hard to find at a national level. So I love the example uh, Lori, that you shared about, you know, maybe nurses in the South feeling very defeated right now and struggling and the nurses from New York saying it's going to get better. Only they can share that with each other and have it be credible. Because if if anyone else was, was to share that, it, it's harder to believe because it isn't coming right from the horse's mouth, right? So I love that you're doing that connection. Well, I... I love it. I mean, we, Melissa and I always go into our debriefing calls where it's, you know, they're at night or on the weekends and, you know, we're tired too. This is a grueling business that we are in. To be in events um, in healthcare during a pandemic, I mean, it is a tough business uh, to run and to have be successful. So we always, you know, when we get ready for a debriefing call, you know, our job is to be there to be supportive, is to provide the platform. And I will tell you, they are, as we get into them, the moment we get in the room with all of them, it just fills your soul. It just makes you happy. And for me, I'm an extrovert. So Melissa and I are, are yin and yang. I, my job is to say, give me what is causing you that, that crisis feeling inside. What's causing that pain, that frustration, that challenge? You know, you can give that to Melissa and I here. And you can give that to your peers, but they know that we are there, that we're not dealing with the same things they're dealing with, but that they can be honest and vulnerable and share and not feel guilty about that because that's what we're there for. And that's that's such a gift to be able to provide that as a resource. And, you know, even when those calls are done, I always end the calls with tell us what you're hopeful or grateful for that sort of gratitude piece that we know is so important. And we can never get through that gratitude or hope part without somebody breaking down and, and, and crying. And that is in a healthy way because we all understand. And that's what's different about being in healthcare, I think, right now, is that if you're not in healthcare, you don't get it. You don't get it. You can listen to it. You can see it on the news. You know, you can have somebody who works in healthcare. But if you're not seeing what we're seeing, I really don't know that you can understand the tremendous strain and how quickly they have to change and pivot and be resourceful, but also how leaders in particular are, they have such a burden on their shoulders. 
Um, Melissa and I just were um, hired to run a complete leadership training for one healthcare system. And it was beyond our scope of what we normally do in neonatal and perinatal nursing. And they, their VP came to us and said, my nurse leaders are struggling, but so are all my other leaders. Can you help us? We had never done anything like this before, but we are trainers and educators. And I said, I never say no. I'm like, sure, we can figure something out. And it was amazing. Right, Melissa? I mean, we just finished our fifth session with them. It was all virtual and it was transformational, authentic, and imperative to their resilience. You guys give me the chills because it's as a nurse, um, while I haven't been at the bedside for a very long time, nor would you want me to touch you, I was the chief nursing officer for 20 years, and you're providing exactly the right environment and culture for people to share and feel safe sharing. And that's so important because today you guys are allies and you know this, but our people are going through it. It's difficult out there. We're seeing record number of nurses leaving the bedside, quitting literally at the end of their shifts, um, retiring. So I applaud the work that you're doing and, and any opportunities that you have on your end to help nurses feel valued and appreciated is just so incredibly important. So thank you for the work you're doing. Well, it's, it's a pleasure. And I, I think, you know, as we went into that training and I kept telling the VP of patient care that I just didn't want to disappoint her. She had been a long time Sonova nurse. She had been to our first conference 25 years ago. And she kept saying, you're not going to disappoint me. Don't worry. But that burden of wanting to deliver and support those executives in healthcare was just, I mean, like we couldn't sleep the night before training. That's how important it was to us. And how do you do that virtually? It, it felt impossible. And yet when we were all done, we do our, you know, a little roundup call and, and we get into the call in the meeting space with this VP and she just bursts into tears. And you know, the counselor in me kind of switches on and says, you know, what is that about? Why are you crying? And she said, it was every topic, every message you gave was exactly at the right time. You know, we did chronic stress, we did difficult conversations, we did resilience, you know, we did, you know, accountability, diversity, equity, and inclusion. We hit all the big topics, but it seemed to just hit at all the right times. And there was a relief to just hand it to somebody else that you trusted and say, here's my entire 150 executive team. Can you help us? And I believe to the very core of me that we did. That's awesome. Melissa, what is something that you would say you guys have done in the last um, couple of years that you're most proud of and that is sort of emblematic of the work that you do at Sonova? You know, I think we were about let's say about a month away from what we thought would be our most successful conference when COVID descended upon our country. And I, we had to make some really quick decisions about, you know, what do we do with this conference that we are supposed to be having? And over the past year and a half, we pivoted to virtual events. And, you know, I know all of the other conferences did that too. 
it was incredibly stressful. There's nothing like holding a virtual event um, that is ever easy because there is so much that can go wrong. And what I'm especially proud of is how Sonova translated the experience of being together, being in person, interacting with your peers who, you know, you may never have a counterpart in your hospital, but yet there's a whole community out there throughout the country. And we were able to translate that into a virtual experience that people were so fulfilled by and renewed by that I'm just so proud of the work that we've been doing in that area. It's been absolutely tireless. And the thing that keeps Lori and I going is just the resilience of the nurse leaders who we, you know, who we work with. We keep saying until they stop, we won't stop. And we just keep each other going. They keep us going and we keep them going. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's perfect. I love it. And, and I think you guys both spoke to this and that is the sense of community that you've built is so important and supportive. And it's like that wraparound hug that we can't give each other right now that helps these nurses find a safe place to share and also to learn from and feel supported. So great job. I can also say that I think my lesson learned about what, you know, when I look into what's coming next or where we go from here um, is that word of partnership so there's no way this company would have survived, or I could just say I personally could have survived without Melissa. I told her that earlier. It's it's like you work with your best friend. You work with somebody who you respect and admire. We have very different skill sets, even though our backgrounds are very similar. But it it's such a strong partnership. And I think we exude that when you see us on stage. Like, I remember... The first time we took the stage as partners, I, I've been on stage for a long time and I'm shaking. I'm full on shaking because you always want to deliver. You never want to let nurse leaders down. And I take that so seriously. I hope I shake every time I get on stage. But as she's calm as calm could be and, you know, grabs my hand and she's like, we're going to kill it. It's fine. And I think because you always know that there's somebody who has your back, you feel um, like you can tackle that fear that can overwhelm you. And we consistently do that for each other. And what I love about the community that we work in is that if you don't have that partner at your workspace, you come to Sonova and you will find that per- partner. You know, you will find that group, that community. We keep saying that word community. And, and that's really what we do is we try and model what we think is the best and strongest way to be a leader, but also how to be a partner and that we can't do everything ourselves. We have to lean on the people around us who are different and excel in different ways than us. You know, you guys have done such a great job of providing the environment, the atmosphere, the culture for nurses to thrive. And and I think that that's so important because it's really about partnership. It's not as though you're selling a service. You're truly committed and dedicated to improving their lives, improving their professional environment, improving their personal uh, outlook. So you, yeah, I mean, great job. I think we need more nurses that feel supported in that kind of a space. 
And if we did, perhaps we would find ourselves in just a little bit of a better situation right now around the country and in nurse world. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, it's an important, we, we close our registration at some point, Melissa and I look at people and we, you know, we look at our numbers cause we live and breathe by the numbers. I'm sure you all understand that who are listening. Um, but we wake up every morning, I look at my phone and, and I'm either happy or sad based on what has happened in the last 12 hours. And, you know, I think for us, word is certainly getting out. We're grassroots. We don't do a lot of marketing. It's mostly word of mouth. Um, even if you wanted to come to this event in particular, like we gave $50,000 in scholarships. Um, we don't have a membership fee because right now we just don't feel like that's the right thing for our company to be doing. We lean on our amazing partners and we have amazing partners. Like our industry partners and innovators have come to bat and said, we know you're scared. Like we're going to be here regardless. Don't worry. We've got your back. And that's tremendous to see that. So, you know, it's just, it's a grind, but as long as you know, you're surrounded by people who have your back, you know, you're going to make it. Awesome. All right, Melissa, opportunity for a shameless plug here for the November event. Well, we are going to be in person in November and we have a four-day conference keynoted by the one and only Cy Wakeman. And our event is really about rebuilding and taking care of oneself. We do give a bit of an afternoon off where you can lounge by the pool or go see the Tucson area where our conference will be held. But it's really a great time for any nurse leaders out there who need to reset, reinvigorate, figure out how to work in this new healthcare environment and rebuild their teams and rebuild themselves. So we really hope that we can close registration and um, you know, support as many nurse leaders out there as possible. Awesome. And thanks so much for that. This has been an incredible conversation with you guys. I really think the work you do is very, very important. I hope that we can lead more nurses to you. They will find uh, support and love and empathy and kindness, which I think the world needs more of these days. So thank you both very much for being with us today on Healthcare Soothsayers. It's truly been my pleasure. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you, Bonnie. And be sure to check out the show notes for this show to find Lori and Melissa's contact information and to learn more about their work. Thanks so much for listening to Healthcare Soothsayers. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share it with your network. That is how we grow and learn. If you have ideas for show topics or guests, please reach out to me directly at ThoughtLeaderRN on Twitter. For information about this show or any of the others in the Touchpoint Media Network, please check them out at touchpoint.health.